0: Go
1: home. Go home. Go home. All right, guys, and welcome to a very special episode of the Go Home Show. It's paper review number four. I am your host Eric Bedore, along with my co-host, tag team partner, best friend Brian Abishakra. Brian, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well. Oh, Brian's doing so well. How, about uh, you? how are I'm, you doing? I'm Nobody doing ever well. asks how no, you doing. No one ever asks how I'm doing. Mm-mm. Everybody's so curious about how Brian's doing. You know what? Mm-hmm. Doing okay. Oh, that's good. We have we got a couple of drinks. You want to cheers me for that? Clink, clink. Right on. Right on. Uh, we just got done watching our uh, our episode, paper review, number four. I'm oh doing four horsemen fours. Uh, ECW, barely legal, 1997. <laughs> you thought it was guilty as charged, 1997. Guess what, Brian. There wasn't a guilty. There issue. wasn't a guilty as charge in 1997. You know why I said it? Because you were, were mistaken. Because I was drunk. Uh-huh. So, so, barely legal 1997. <laughs> Here's what we realized watching, uh, barely legal 1997. Mm-hmm. Uh, co-main events, not the only thing WWE doesn't have a doesn't have a monopoly on that. No, uh, co-main events have been around for a very long time. Makes sense. Um, learned
0: about very early careers of of big stars. Yeah. Um saw a lot of people uh who very interesting to see their gimmicks before they had yep, gimmicks. Yep. And then um we also we also learned
1: that it is now 2015. Mhm. And technically, yeah. if you were born on January 1st 1997, <laughs> you are barely legal. Woo! So Wow. Congratulations. If you are barely legal, email Brian, go home show at mega64.com. Say, hey Brian, I'm barely legal. Born in nineteen ninety-seven, right at the beginning of the year. I'm oh just barely legal. That's what's up. Here here are some pictures of me, Brian. And then like, whoa. whoa. Okay, can you believe you just sent those? Oh, oh, you got you got a little you got a little drunk on Peach Schnapps and you sent Brian pictures oh, man. on oh, go home show at mega64.com <laughs> Cool, I'm eleven years older than you? Oh fuck. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh shit. Oh my god. Oh, welcome to hell. My life my life is gone. Do you remember all the time before mm-hmm. you were alive how it was just nothing? That's what's gonna happen. You die and then that's what it's like. That's what it's gonna be like. That's it. So what's the point? So what's but you know what the point is? Mm-hmm. Reviewing pay per views on right. on the number one. Wrestling podcast, woo! Check it out. Sorry, I have residual Mega64 podcast built up in it's me. It's fine. There was no one to host the podcast this last week, and I had to do it. Derek so, wasn't there? Nope. Wow. Rocco and Derek took a, took a seat on the side, on the sidelines, uh, like Antonio Gates in the first half of uh, Chargers' loss against the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm trying to make this as dated as possible. I want, I want this to be like... I want people to listen to this and be like... Yeah, they, like, they reviewed, like, an old pay-per-view, but they kept talking about, like, really current
0: things. Oh, yeah. Can you guys believe that second plane went down and then they found, like, remains? Yeah, that's weird. Only remains, but not the plane. (laughs) So, so, fly (laughs) AirAsia. So, trying to, again, trying to make this as timely as possible. Brian, what other data references do you have? Uh, it's, um, it's the second day in January.
1: (laughs) It's not even a reference, it's just what it is.
0: (laughs) neat hey cool
1: all right now let's review a podcast for 1997 <laughs> no it's a pay-per-view see brian this is what happens when we're off the rails
0: mm, i can't trust you yeah with this
1: yeah i can't tr- i can't trust you to host the show brian yeah
0: was i supposed to host the show <laughs> this is news to me <laughs> brian what are we doing here uh all right hey what's up everybody is your host brian my uh, co-host acting partner what's up what's all the other oh, stuff you said jesus christ best friend <laughs> Eric vador <laughs> Let's jump right into ah, Barely Legal. Barely
1: Legal, nineteen ninety-seven, ECW pay-per-view. It is their first pay-per-view. It is ECW's first pay-per-view
0: ever, ever.
1: As uh you can tell by the poor sound at the very beginning, <laughs> throughout, yeah. And uh it's it's funny because man, this is just the beginning, the beginning, the beginning. This mm-hmm. is like if. If ROH started doing pay-per-views now in, like, the arenas that they're in, uh-huh. the ECW arena is, like, pretty decently sized. I think the, uh, I think the attendance is somewhere around, like, 1,100, or something for, d- for that show. For, yeah, that's not bad at all. For a wrestling show in South Philly in 1997. For a promotion
0: that didn't have any TV time at uh, the point? I'm not sure if they did. I'm not sure if they did at that point. Not a regular TV time. I don't, probably just local, like, regional yeah. TV. Yeah. Um,
1: But DVDs, well, at the time, VHS tapes, yeah, Yeah. tape trading is how it really got around. I think uh, a lot of people, you have to go way back, and this is like the mid-90s and everything. Yeah. In in order to see a lot of this stuff, some people had the internet, not most people. And then even if you had the internet, in order to get, like, footage, video, stuff like that, it's not like you downloaded anything. Yeah, no. You had to go, hey,
0: man, what's your address so I can send you a tape and you can send me that tape. Yeah. You had email, but... I, I don't think I had internet yet. I, I think I was about a year or two away from having internet. So
1: so it's a really different time in wrestling yeah. and so if you're in the know, you are really in the know. Mhm. You know, you're reading magazines. You're finding articles, photographs, all this different stuff. You're not just going on Reddit squared circle. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? Woo. Yeah. you're you're not going to these things. You you really God, have to like dig so and dig and dig. Weird. And that's why that's why I'm so impressed when I say like this had like 1,100
0: or 1,200 people in the arena? Mm-hmm. Holy fucking shit. Uh, to me, it was more impressive that they even got a pay-per-view. Right? Somebody that... would carry a, a, carry their event by pay only. Mm-hmm. That means that they wouldn't make money unless people bought yep. it. And then uh, it, it
1: just shows how good Paul Heyman was mm-hmm. at what he did because he really timed the show out well. Um, oh, yeah. These are two hour, two hours forty five minutes, somewhere right around Something there, around Wh- that, which yeah. is which is where it needs to be for a pay per view. Mm-hmm. You have that little bit of buffer and everything. And damn, man, like this turned out to be a really cool show. Yeah, uh, There's only one match that I thought was kind of a drag, but let's let's dive into it. Let's drive. Let's dive into barely legal nineteen ninety seven. Joey Styles comes out for the intro. Again, terrible sound, but the crowd is so red hot. Yeah, uh, if you've seen other ECW events before or after this, uh, you can see them all in WWE network and everything. But you'll see that front row, Mm -hmm. those are, like, ECW fans. Those are the people who are at every single show. So I think this was, like, a very cool thing. Mm -hmm. I would love to, like, run into those people and just kind of have them tell stories. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I think that's really cool about being there when, like, Mm -hmm. Tommy Dreamer, like, tied up Raven and was, like, fucking clobbering him. I don't know. Just shit like that. I think it's really cool. Oh, absolutely. So Joey Styles, who is, like the MVP of this fucking show. I, I mean,
0: seriously, he has
1: the same amount of energy in the first match as he does in the last match. And I was exhausted just watching it. And there was no intermission, no nope. break, nope. nothing. It's a pay-per-view man. It, yeah, it, it is a pay- It is just action,
0: action, action, mm-hmm. action, action, two hours, 45
1: minutes. It's Like incredible. And to have Joey styles pretty much call the whole thing by himself. I mean, he did get a lot of help at the end from color commentary from Tommy Dreamer.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we'll get Tommy to Dreamer that Tommy Dreamer got a lot of good input. Oh
1: man. What le- left and right with those clips mm-hmm. from Tommy Dreamer. Mm-hmm. Uh Joey That's Styles, how. Joey Styles is out there welcoming everyone to ECW's first pay-per-view, and who comes out to interrupt but the Dudley boys, Boo! the hated, hated Boo. Dudley boys, you can even hear the booze permeate from the pay-per-view back in 1997, now, in 2015, Boo. oh, dude, they're everywhere, it's crazy, the Dudleys come out, they are that good, like, Man. to get that much heat, you have to be that hated, oh, there's a chant of fuck you, Devon.
0: Just specifically, Devon.
1: Like, yeah, I guess we're okay with Bubba Ray, mm-hmm. but hey, Devon? Fuck. fuck you specifically. You motherfucking piece of shit. <laughs> they're, uh, they come out with uh, Sign Guy Dudley <laughs> and uh, Joel Gertner.
0: I had to uh, clue Brian in on this gimmick. All of the Dudley siblings, all the Dudley boys, mm-hmm. they're all half brothers. No, I did not realize that. They said that they were half brothers, and I just sat there for a second and I went, so who, wait. All so of who's them. a half brother of all, right. all of them, and then and then I
1: really, Bubba piece, Ray and Devon and Sign Guy and Big Dick and and
0: uh, uh, Spike. Spike,
1: they're all half brothers. Yeah,
0: which is the best, like just story around a gimmick mm-hmm. that each that these like Trailer Park piece of shit white trash people uh-huh. are all half brothers. Yep, because you know what, growing up in the neighborhood Eric and I grew up in, yep. we knew people who had like four or five the half brothers. brothers. Yep. One mom, five different guys. Yeah, it's just that, it's like,
1: it's so funny that that was their gimmick, and people went like, okay, yeah, that's fine. It was so just, okay. Uh, having Joel Gertner as the mouthpiece, <laughs> I love the quintessential stud, quintessential stud muffin Joel Gertner. See, he speaks better than I do. Yeah. Goddamn.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I wish I had the mic skills that he does, because it it starts so small, and like, from here, mm-hmm. and then Man, later events and everything—he has whole rundowns that are just huge, and laborious, <laughs> and like you can't really believe what
0: he's talking about, and it's all innuendo, but it's like not well disguised. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it, it was it was awesome. His ring attire is great. He wears, uh, he a, wear, blazer. He wears a suit jacket <laughs> and a tie, a bow tie, a bow tie, no shirt, and he's like like sixty pounds overweight.
1: Yeah. Uh. It, uh, later on, he gets he gets attacked and gets his neck hurt, so he just comes out with a big, like, neck brace at every show. It adds so much. It adds so much. It's great. Does
0: He's, he still have the bow tie? Yeah. That's
1: awesome. He's great. Joel That's Gertner's awesome, awesome man. Uh, Joel Gertner was absolutely great. I loved him, I loved him, I loved him. So, Joel Gertner's doing his little rundown and everything. Hey, guess what? Here come the eliminators. Uh, Perry, Saturn, and Cronus. No. Uh, Cronus looks high as fuck. In many ways. Uh, he looks fucking
0: baked. He comes down to the ring. Saturn is a goddamn machine, and he's terrifying. He's, he looks like a psychopath. He looks crazy. I would... If I met that guy in the street, I wouldn't. I would walk the other way. <laughs> he looks nuts. And then
1: John Cronus is crazy looking. Like, he looks high. Yeah. He just looks... Eh,
0: eh, eh, hey, eh, it's eh, right. what's up? Yeah.
1: Uh... uh the Eliminators are fucking rad. Yeah, they are so agile mm-hmm. and they hit so hard and they're so big. Was not expecting this match out no. of them. They squashed the Dudleys. That's insane. The Is Dudleys it- are like the tag team. Mm-hmm. They have a fin- a tag team finishing move that like I think two people have ever kicked out of, ever. Wow. So so seeing them get squashed mm-hmm. by the Eliminators. Man, they were really putting the Eliminators over. I think uh, I think Paul Heyman saw a lot in them. Yeah. Uh, side note, because I was looking up what I'm like, what the fuck happened to the Eliminators? What happened to Cronus? Well, Cronus died in like 2007, I think. Mm. Uh, sorry, Cronus. Um, but what happened is they win the tag titles here. Uh, we'll go over the match here shortly. But uh, they win the tag titles, and this is in April, the end of May. Perry Saturn tears his ACL. Cronus goes on to defend the tag titles by himself or tries to and loses to the Dudleys. And then Saturn goes to WCW and kind of leaves Cronus floundering in ECW. Mm -hmm. He never really gets back on his feet and just kind of goes to like, I think XPW in California Uh and doesn't really do anything else. And it's kind of a bummer because goddamn, what a tag team.
0: Yeah, that was. I mean, let's let's actually just get into it. Yeah, uh,
1: this match was awesome. Mm-hmm. They fucking hit a total elimination on Sign Guy Dudley, Dudley right at the beginning <laughs> when they toss the like the Dudleys roll out of the ring. Yeah, Sign Guy Dudley attacks the uh, eliminators from behind with his sign. Brian, this does not go well for Sign Guy Dudley. Mm-mm. He gets total eliminated, which is a leg sweep and like a calf kick.
0: Yeah, like a kind of a l- like, like a lariat. Yeah, exactly. Fuck, that move is so cool. It looks so good because they hit it perfectly. Oh, they
1: do every time. They hit it like three or four times in this whole match. Yeah,
0: and it was on point every time. Yep, that's so cool. Uh, Perry Saturn's a fucking monster. Jesus. I
1: really, really, really liked Perry Saturn in WCW when he Mm -hmm. was feuding with Raven's Flock, and he would just go out there and do like crazy shit. He is so agile. He's so fucking like yoked. He's so big. Yeah. He's tearing people apart. It's fucking nuts. They're doing flips and dives to the outside. This is great tag team wrestling, just in like a squash match where it's nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like tag team wrestling that kind of breaks format a little bit. Yeah, and and this definitely broke format in in terms of like yeah. Oh, go to the outside and tag. No, no one's no one's going on the outside. No one's tagging. No one's this, tagging. We're
0: we're gonna fucking fight. I I love ECW tag at least in this Mm pay-per-view, because it didn't have anything to do with actual tags. Yep. But more to do with just... Double team moves and crazy shit. Yep. yeah. Oh, it was awesome. And it was so good. Yep. Uh, Joey Styles calls an assisted
1: Saturn salt to the outside. When the Dudleys are on the outside, Cronus grabs uh, Saturn's leg and flips him to the outside. And then Cronus hits a handspring moonsault dive, I guess, to the outside. How the fuck... How the fuck did he do that in 1997? I don't even know. That's insane. That's fucking crazy, dude! It looked awesome. It looked so cool. Most of the things Saturn did in that match. Yeah, was Sa- awesome. Saturn and Cronus tore it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturn was doing like double springboards into like cross bodies, and then like spinning body splashes and flips and shit. I, I mean, uh, fucking incredible! Incredible. It-, it was man. They hit total elimination, and they're the new champs. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. I I mean this was a squash on the Dudleys. Mm-hmm. The the Dudleys came out and just got beat and that was it. Mm-hmm. They just got beat.
0: Uh, the the coolest thing I think for me of this match was when Cronus hits a 450 splash. Like this guy For what reason? It was great. These guys, both Perry Saturn and Cronus are not like your typical like the young bucks which yeah. are like kind of more fit, agile, mm-hmm. like thin people. These are huge. They right out. People. They look like giant fucking big muscle dudes exactly and there's no reason they need to hit a 450
1: splash no but god it's so incredible when they wow yep so they win they hit total elimination they become the new champs joel gertner says hang on wait (laughs) because what you didn't factor in Mm -hmm. the the uh joel gertner uh, stud muffin scale
0: oh right
1: And and guess what uh-huh. The Dudleys win a score of, I think, 87 to 82. Oh, okay. So um, the Dudleys are still champions. Oh, never mind. The uh, The Eliminators hit total elimination on Joel Gertner.
0: <laughs> and then celebrated
1: <laughs> I loved it. I thought yeah. that was so cool. And the crowd like got so big for it. Yeah, it was awesome. The crowd popped so big. Like, everything they did, mm-hmm. it, the crowd just got up for it. And that was the opening match. Yeah. That's the opening match of this pay-per-view. So, so far, Barely Legal 1997, fucking
0: Awesome. Yeah, I mean, so far, I can't believe, first of all, mm-hmm. after this match, my first note was, like, how the fuck did they get a pay-per-view? <laughs> it is so low-budget I, 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 and I love it. This,
1: this is a theme of the rest of the show, is Brian going, how did
0: they get a pay-per-view? How did they, in 1997, how did they do it? I mean, it, and I said this earlier, it, it's a, you have to pay to watch it, so that means that these guys are investing in the fact that they'll get a return on showing your product. Mm-hmm. It looked like shit, Yep, but everything in the 90s did. Yeah, so we were talking about that,
1: and uh, every time you watch this and you go like, how did they get a pay-per-view? What did they do? Like, how did this happen? In the 90s, for those of you who are currently barely legal, um, (laughs) there was a real clamoring for like, the only way I can describe it is low-budget DIY Gen X type stuff. Mm -hmm. The 90s had kind of this backlash against overproduction. Because the 80s was so overproduced. So So was the early 90s. mm -hmm. And so there was a backlash against it. Like, this overproduction in a lot of stuff, people didn't like anymore. So Mm -hmm. they wanted a shit, like a shaky cam in your face thing. All right. I can think is black that I was like, black and white, yeah there, there was like a TV show, I think that w- like might've been local to Southern California around that time called like Planet X that was just all about like, here's some fucking sick snowboard tricks. And it would be like, <laughs> it would be like a weird camera tilt into a guy who was like wearing a beanie whose name was like Snot and, oh. and he would go, what's up? We're doing this. And then it would be a guy doing, like, you know, a McTwist or some shit on, us, on like, a, like a yeah. snowboard. That was an aesthetic mm-hmm. that was very, like, late 90s. Go watch, like, the real world. Oh, God. Because there was a time where real world kind of set that stage of, like, Gen X. Yeah. Real dark, grainy, like, uh, a main camera, and then, like, a second camera that's I mean, kind of, like, out there. All of the
0: real it, world up
1: until about, what would you say, 98? Yeah, and then, so... There, there's this backlash against overproduction and mm-hmm. I think that's what happened with ECW is they went, we're going to do this bare bones this is for the people who really give a shit and I think that's what the, the late 90s were all about mm-hmm. where, you, hey, you either follow the mainstream or you know what the fuck is up mm-hmm. and so ECW is for the people who know what the fuck is up. And it's true. And, and it, so it was very DIY mm-hmm. and you watch this pay-per-view and you go well, uh, this is barely passable and that's great. I have, I have such an affinity for that kind of like look or vibe Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, it looks like just four guys went, I think we know how to do this. I love it. I love it too. Yep. It's, it's very cool. Uh, so we get a Sandman video package which exemplifies uh four guys who think they know how to do this because hey, guess what? This is recorded on VHS. <laughs> yeah. It
0: was weird.
1: Uh the whole thing is recorded on VHS. Oh, I think uh, it might be, yeah. Yeah. So it's all uh it's all like a little grainy and like a little off and a little four by three.
0: Mm-hmm. Which
1: which I like. It's it's fun. It's like watching a tape. <laughs> uh it's like watching a VHS tape. Yeah. Which I have no problem with. Mm-hmm. I like watching a VHS tape sometimes. I'll watch a VHS tape. Why? Because I'll watch a Sublime Music video.
0: Oh, okay. There you go. Or or we get really drunk and watch Toy Machine videos at your house. Hell yeah, dude. You gotta watch skate videos. Skate videos. That's
1: what this is. This is the skate videos. That's so true. Yeah, this is Holy shit. This is the skate videos of professional wrestling. Yeah. That's what this is. That is the perfect way to describe this. We just stumbled onto exactly what this is. Yeah. This is the the skate videos of professional wrestling. Wow. I'm so happy. That's cool. I'm so happy. You guys just witnessed something- of us going, God damn. How about mm-hmm. it?
0: Revelations. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so after the same video package, we get Chris Candido saying, my arms hurt, and I was at WrestleMania, and now I'm at ECW pay-per-view, and I can't even wrestle. Sorry, Chris. Sorry, Bye. Bu- sorry, buddy. Uh, hey, Chris Candido, great wrestler. Uh, I don't really understand what you're doing here. I guess it at the time, he was a name, so Paul put him on the pay-per-view. I... I'm
0: just curious. I don't know because he comes
1: in to play later. He's in like the he interviews in like the same in like the Shane Douglas
0: match, and I thought that was weird too. I think he was making his return to ECW. It sounded like I I guess,
1: but he had a torn bicep, so he was supposed to have originally wrestled Lance Storm. Mm. Uh, Lance Storm at the uh, young age of 28, uh, wrestling a pay per view pay per view debut of Lance Storm. Uh, Yeah, he wrestles a very very young Rob Van Dam, Uh, man. Early careers from both of these guys. Rob Van Dam doesn't have any name on anything. Doesn't mm-hmm. have any knee pads. No. Has like the most generic RVD tights that you could get. Peace Does, signs. Doesn't even really do... He has like yin-yangs all over it. Yeah. Doesn't even really do like the like the spaced out Rob
0: Van Dam. It's much more it's, it's like... Just, it's just Rob Van Dam. Yeah, it's kind of like points like a little bit. One, two, three. One, two, three. That's it. it. So it's Totally strange. weird.
1: Super cocky. This is kind of like the beginning of him... Going somewhere. Mm-hmm. So it's fun to see mm-hmm. because you know something's about to happen, but you don't know what yet. Yeah. Uh This match is awesome. Yeah. This match is super good. These guys are both young, hungry, and super athletic. RVD, is the only reason RVD's on this pay-per-view is because he's filling in for Chris Candido, and I feel like he knows I, I gotta fucking do something here. Oh, yeah. And, hey, he did a lot of shit here. This was awesome. Yeah. But Lance Storm with the best ponytail in the business uh, he Rat tail more like it. <laughs> he was he was definitely doing something. Can we bring back the flat top, shave sides, uh, bleached ponytail look? Yes. Hell
0: yeah, Brian, you should do that. Uh, I vote you. I don't... I'm I'm be- I, I'm. Your hair is already long. You can do it. Well, I'm gonna bring back grandpa style. What's grandpa style? Grandpa style is like, uh, you know, Bahama, Tom- Mama, what to- is, Tommy Bahama, Tommy Bahama, Bahama Mama, Mama. Uh huh. Tommy Bahama shirts. Uh-huh. Uh huh. White shorts. And straw hats, but they'll all be fitted. So you can catch that. That's going to be my style coming up in 2015. Wow. Um, you can look at that. It'll look like uh, cocaine chic wow. is, uh, is what I want to describe it That's as. That's pretty so, cool. Um, so Eric can go ahead and bring back the 90s. I'm
1: bringing back the Storm ponytail. There you go. I'm going to shave my head into a flat top, the flattest top that yeah. you can get, uh-huh. and then bleach my ponytail. Yeah,
0: you better use some product, otherwise I it won't stand up. have the sickest pony in the
1: biz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who has the sickest pony in the biz right now, Brian. Who, if you had to pick a pony, who has the sickest pony in the biz?
0: Uh, does I, anyone
1: have a pony? Does anybody? Act- Dolph,
0: Dolph Ziggler Dolph has a Ziggler? Little, Dolph Ziggler has a little pony going on. I I guess it's the only person right now I that I can think of is Adam Rose, who actually has any sort of tied up hair. He, he does because he has he has his long hair, mm-hmm. but then he always bands off one little one little
1: bit. Mm-hmm. That's his pony.
0: That's like the Adam Rose
1: got a pretty good pony. Yeah, but you know who has the sickest pony in the biz? Lance Storm, Lance Storm sickest pony in the biz. Uh, he comes out. Chris Candido shakes his hand. Uh, this match is off to a hot start. Super technical to begin with, which mm-hmm. is really cool to see. Yeah. Um. And then Lance Storm leaping onto the top rope and then off the top rope I, I, had <laughs> had me and Brian both like standing up. Holy shit, that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's funny to see Rob Van Dam still wrestling this style. Yeah. but Kind of not being able to wrestle this style. Uh mm-hmm. it's a lot of drop downs and split legs and like interesting stuff. Pretty cool. Yeah. But, uh spots keep going. Guardrail moonsault by Rob Van Dam. Jeez. Hops up he shoves a cameraman out of the way. Yeah. And then hops up on the guardrail and hits a moonsault. That was dope. hmm Uh Rob Van Dam hits a frog splash from the top. This was before the five star frog splash was his finish. Mm-hmm. Uh man, it looked awesome though. Yeah. I,
0: I thought this was really cool. Bo- both these guys wrestled a really clean and tight match. It
1: really, really looked good. There was yeah. only one misstep by Rob Van Dam, and that starts a You Fucked Up chant, and that's very sad, because yeah. uh, I love the ECW crowd until they chant You Fucked Up, but that's not... That's I, not I, I want to say it's not
0: their fault, but it definitely is. I mean, yeah, it is their fault, but at the same time, it is the 90s, yeah. and that is kind of part of it. It, it is. It's very... It, it sucks now, yep. but at the time it made sense. Yeah, it, it. I just appreciate it for the performance art more than anything. <laughs> no, I agree. Yep.
1: Okay. But that's why we have this podcast. Uh, here's my note. Hey, Rob Van Dam, please stop throwing chairs at Lance Storm. Oh my God. Stop, please stop th- <laughs> stop throwing chairs at him. Like he just, just keeps throwing <laughs> chairs at him. Stop like, throwing chairs at, at him at his face. It's like he, and they're hitting him. Yeah, they're just straight up hitting him.
0: Oh God, don't worry, because Lance Storm's gonna get you back with that chair shot. Oh,
1: those you guys haven't even seen.
0: If you guys have never seen a Lance Storm chair shot. Ooh, they're sick. They're sick. You've never seen anything more brutal uh-uh, no. than when the steel connects to skin it's, it from is, Lance Storm. It's like watching Babe Ruth uh, swing and miss.
1: It re, Leg drop. Rob Van Dam uh, <laughs> hangs Lance Storm uh, off the side of the apron and then hits a, a slingshot leg drop to the outside. Fuck, man. Looks fucking great. Uh, Lance Storm now has a chair. And proceeds to hit the weakest chair shot I think I've ever seen in professional wrestling. <laughs> they, It it really sounds like
0: nothing. It, it's Oh, so, it's so weak. It's
1: so weak the crowd boos. They, they're like so amped for a chair shot and they hear nothing and go, What the fuck is this? Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lance Storm makes up for it after his weakest shit chair shot by hitting a tiger bomb oh, onto man. Rob Van Damme onto the chair. Uh, after that, the You Fucked Up chant happens at the springboard, uh, which I actually saw coming, because I'd seen this match before. Yeah. Van Daminator and a moonsault by Rob Van Dam, and that's the end. Uh, this was when RVD didn't really have much of a finish. He was using the Van Daminator, and, like, would just follow it up. Yeah. That was kind of his thing. Which um, is just basically a sabat with a chair. With a chair, yeah. yeah. And it looks good. Hey, man, there are people that take it, like, so well, it looks like they get their head taken off. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, post-match... Uh, Storm wants a uh, handshake from Rob Van Dam, and then RVD says, I don't care about respect. Yeah, I'm an asshole. All this means is that I win. I'm mm-hmm. worth more money here and elsewhere. And then leaves, and the crowd fucking
0: hates him. It was great. Oh,
1: The thing that ECW loves is people wanting to work
0: for ECW. Uh, so
1: when you say, eh, I could do better elsewhere.
0: Yeah. Oh, they fucking hate you. Yeah, especially because of the crowd's like close-knit family. Yep. It was great. He oh. actually, RVD reminds me a lot of Seth Rollins in this match. Yep. Or I should say, Seth Rollins reminds me a lot of yeah. RVD. Except RVD doesn't go, come on yeah. Yeah. But the the promo he cut at the end of the match, yep. I thought was very much like a RVD Rollins used promo.
1: to be like a really good promo? What, yeah, what, what happened? Like, I think I This think, promo and he has one later in the night where you just go, oh, you're fucking
0: good. Yeah, I think shackles happened. Uh, I, when you I have guess. to be PG and you can't just say, this is bullshit, I kick yeah, ass, I'm fucking awesome. He said a lot of that. That's true. I, I don't that- give a shit about anyone here. Oh, okay, damn. Yeah, because, I mean, how do you say that emphatically, but yeah. B-P-G? Yep. Oh, I don't really care about any of you. Yep. That sounds lame. Hey, you know what he does? He plays to the four fucking sides, so. Well, that's the
1: other thing. How about it? Yeah, um, a little Terry Funk video package. Hey, Funker. Um, we get, next, a Michinoku Pro six-man tag. Uh, Joey Styles leads us off saying Michinoku Pro is a hybrid of Japanese Strong Style Mm -hmm. with Lucha Libre. I think think that is a great way to describe this match because this is like match
0: of the fucking century. Mm -hmm. This is so good. This match is so good. Yeah, I, I wrote and boxed match of the night holy shit i would no say kidding. i would this, say this it's is so night. good it, uh it is grand Sasuke. first or i'm sorry great Sasuke, mm-hmm.
1: grand hamada mm-hmm. and uh grand naniwa who's actually out grand naniwa uh i think was injured and could not make it so we get masato yakushiji i think that's i think that's his name yeah. against terry boy takumi no and uh, Brian, our mm-hmm. personal favorite wrestler. Oh, of course. Hey, Brian, would you like your dick for here to go? Uh, To go, please. Dick to go. <laughs> dick Togo is in this match. I love his fucking name. It's so good. Dick to go. Dick to go. Uh, Streamers at the beginning of this match for Hamada and Sasuke and everything. Yeah. Uh, Which is commonplace now. Co- yeah. So you see that now and you go, yeah, they throw streamers. This was 1997. And this is like, this has to be like. The first pay-per-view where that happens. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Because everyone in the crowd, all these people brought streamers. Everyone in the crowd had to be cheap trading, seeing all like these Japanese matches, and then right. going, dude, you hear who's going to be at the fucking ECW pay-per-view? Holy shit, dude. Bro, bro. This is my Philly impression. Bro, we have to go to the pay-per-view. Yo, listen. Oh my God. This is going to be fucking incredible. It's going to be off-chain. So that's our 1990s South Philly... Uh, accents. Uh, Here, why don't you give me a two-sweet for that one? Oh, yeah.
0: Joey Lawrence, what's up? Very very not bad. Whoa. Uh,
1: This match is awesome, and Taka, Terry Boy, and Dick are all wearing BWO shirts. At the time, there's like an NWO Japan, Mm -hmm. and so they're wearing the BWO shirts as like a, they're BWO Japan. It's so lame, it's great. I love it. It's so fucking goofy and shitty, it's funny. I really, really like it. This match is so fast-paced, I don't even know what I'm watching. All I know is that Gran Hamada is the fucking man. He's like, what, 36? No, they said he's like 40-something. What? Yeah. I did not pay attention to that. No, you didn't. Mm -mm. He is going at the fastest pace, and he's beating the shit out of people. He's incredible. Gran Hamada's fucking incredible. Wow. I, I thought that was awesome. Do you have a lot of notes in this match? I I tried to write as much as I could. Me too. I was having so much fun watching it Mm -hmm. that like, I feel like I wrote nothing. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to miss huge chunks here. If you guys are just listening to this and you didn't watch the pay-per-view, that's fine. Please, 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 please please find this match and watch it online. This is like... So worth it. It's long and fast. Like It's paced so well. (laughs) There are no rest holds. They just keep going. Yeah. It, it, they just, they keep, just going. keep wrestling. It, it is it is a blast to watch something go this fast for this long, and it really makes like the rest of the night kind of feel shitty because the match that follows this is like oh fuck yeah oh um, we almost
0: fast forwarded that man su-
1: I know super cool spot of a single leg crab uh, by Sasuke to mm-hmm. Takamichinoku and he mm-hmm. has it wrenched in so fucking high Takamichinoku slides down in between his legs rolls over and hits an Inzaguri. Wh- where did that come from? How did he get his leg out? That was incredible. I it don't was, even know. It was really cool. It was so cool. This Yakushinji, Shiji, Yakushinji, I don't know. Right. Awesome. He's dressed like a Power Ranger or something. Uh, he's dressed, he, that ha, that outfit has to be a reference to something that we don't get here. Mm-hmm. But like, dude, Go guy, guy was flying shit. all over the place. Didn't have a problem taking a beating. Mm-mm. Looked great all the time. I, I, holy shit. This match rules. I thought it was so cool. I love all the triple team like drop kicks. Yeah, and then the triple team poses by oh my by. God. Let's just call let's call that side BWO Japan. Yeah, Mi- Team Michinoku. Right, M- Michinoku Terry Boy and Dick Togo. Uh Let's call them BWO Japan. They had the coolest fucking spots. They kept having such great setups and
0: spots. Awesome and triple poses teams and... that they would like end up posing, and the crowd would go fucking nuts for. It's so man like that that. I was telling Eric while we were watching this, uh, Japan had to be such a huge reason that uh, ECW even got yep. any recognition. Yeah, and uh, it's it's really funny, because I, I made a
1: point of this when Brian and I were watching. You have to remember that 90s Japan is like 80s America, <laughs> so Gran Hamada's mullet is probably like the coolest haircut that you can have in Japan at the time. Definitely. Akira's out, people want to live, you know... Like a crazy lifestyle, right? They want to play King of Fighters '97. They like they want to know what it's all about, mm-hmm. and then they see Gran Hamato with a mullet, and they go, "This is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. This is this is what it means. This is what it is." Uh, there is a spot where uh, Grand uh, Great Suzuki dives to the outside, and then Taka dives to the outside. So that leaves uh, Terry Boy in the ring with uh, Masato Yaku Shiji. And it hits, he hits a spot here where Brian just goes, why is no one else doing this move? And it is a choke slam into a power bomb. That looks so sick. It was the dopest fucking move of the night. It's a choke slam, mm-hmm. throws him up in the air, and catches him into a snap power bomb. Hey, independent wrestling, mm-hmm. do that. That, that would be my finisher. That is like the sickest move. Mm-hmm. It is so rad. Mm-hmm. This match is so cool front to back the whole time. I had such a good time watching it. Honestly, it, like, and, and then it gets better. Yeah, Gran Hamada hits a top rope hurricanrana. Like a top rope Frankensteiner. Not from like a seated position, from standing. Yeah. Holy shit. The guy is like as old as your dad's, barely legal. <laughs> Think about it. That's fucking crazy. Like, there's no need for it, but it's dope as shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the... End of the match comes when uh, Great Suzuki hits a power bomb and then a Tiger Suplex on Takamichinoko. Mm-hmm. Uh This gets a standing ovation from a... everyone in the ECW stiff, arena. Stiff, stiff Tiger Bomb, dope as hell. Oh my god, absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Post match, Grand Hamada and Dick, uh, Dick for here kind of get into it. I'm sorry, no, did Dick I say Dick go. for here? I mean Dick to go.
0: We ordered it to go. Uh-huh.
1: Uh huh. BWO Japan, uh, you might you might have lost this, but you're number one in my heart. Uh, fucking great Taka Michinoku goes on after this to uh to WWF and then WWE, mm-hmm. where uh he's a light heavyweight champion and then he's in a tag team in and Kayentai. And he mm-hmm. goes on to be in a tag team with just Funaki, where they have a casual racism angle where uh they come out and cut promos. Where Taka is talking into a microphone, but then there's an overdub voice
0: mm-hmm. on top of it,
1: and then uh Funaki gets the microphone and goes, Indeed,
0: right? That's very racist. But Uh where did Luke Harper learn Uh the Michinoku driver? Who knows? Who knows? Do you think Jerry the King Lawler knows? No, he doesn't know. For sure he doesn't know what it is. I feel like this
1: happened a couple weeks ago. Again, we're dating this podcast. Michael Cole called the Michinoku driver, and then
0: I feel like the rest of the commentary team made fun of him for knowing what it was called. No, I feel like only the King (laughs) didn't know where it was called because he went, Oh, Michinoku Driver, where did he learn that? And JBL goes, he's been using that for months. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's what we so. have. Meanwhile, Joey Styles is calling this match with such intensity, it's so exciting. I can't believe he's the only person. He's so good. He is so, he is like the bar for independent wrestling announcers. Absolutely. Because, me. I mean, it, to do it by yourself, and honestly, there's a match after this where if he had not been calling this match it would have been unbearable. Oh, absolutely. Um we get after the standing ovation of this uh six-man tag, we get a big Stevie Cool promo. Uh it goes on for
0: so long. Oh. Like way too
1: long. And it's all black and white and it's like a close up on his face and I really don't know what he's talking about. It like it, it is it's a it's a promo that Cut in half is probably very good, mm-hmm. but I just know that halfway through he starts going. He used to be the guy who had to go to the movies on his own, and I never got a date. Uh-huh. Is he going to get a date tonight? I don't. I know. thought he was in the main event. Yeah. Is he dating somebody? What is going on? Why are you talking this long? This like this promo was like exceptionally like oh this is not what I expect from Stevie Richards.
0: Nobody else got that much time.
1: No, not at all. And and I think this was to promote him into like oh you want to like show him as like a main event guy?
0: Yeah. But
1: I did not think this promo did that job. Mm-mm. Uh should done a take 2 on this one. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And especially at the end where he goes this is not about the BWO. It's about me and then it goes to um a color and he stands up. And he's wearing a BWO shirt, and then uh, Blue Meanie comes in behind him, and like Backs does, does like does like a funny bit. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's not about the BWO. It's about him. Uh huh. And then there's the BWO. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. uh, like it didn't make any sense, and it was so fucking long. It was. Whatever. But that's hey, okay. Guess what? Next we get the franchise Shane Douglas. who's never fucking done it for me. I've never <laughs> been a fan. I've never been a fan of franchise Shane Douglas ever. I've tried so hard because I thought maybe there's something I'm not seeing in him. Mm-hmm. He's an old school guy. Maybe that's what I'm missing. May- there's something about him. I don't get it. Uh, he's with Francine and Riot Cops because apparently he needs, he needs, riot uh, he needs a Riot Squad. Um, he comes out and cuts a promo about how he broke Pitbull One's neck and he's been plagued with this masked man, whoever that is. Uh, it's Rick Rude. They keep talking about it. It's Rick Rude. He's, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and then he's going to break Pitbull 2's neck tonight. The best part of this promo, you'd go into the bathroom during this, the best part of this promo is that he says gosh damned. He says like shit and asshole. (laughs) He says gosh (laughs) damned. He won't say God. Well, don't blaspheme. There you go. So, do not blaspheme. Are you currently blaspheming? Don't ever. Do not. Uh, This is for the ECW World TV Championship, which Shane Douglas holds. Mm -hmm. It's against Pitbull 2. Joey Styles saying, if Shane Douglas loses... He will not only lose the title, but he will unmask the masked man, and who it is, it is Rick Rude, but what does Rick Rude look like? I don't know. Who knows what Rick Rude looks like? I've never seen him before. I've
0: I've literally never seen Rick Rude. Not once. What does he look like, though? I've heard he might be ravishing. Whoa. I don't know. But who can never be sure? You you can never...
1: This match starts, and it is very slow and very neck-focused because, mm-hmm. again, Shane Douglas has broken the neck of Pitbull 1. Uh, we're going to skip forward quite a bit in this match, and it hits Driver City. This match is so slow, so slow. So and, long. And, and you have to book it after the fast-paced match because it just kind of, like, gets the crowd back lulled or whatever. Yeah. And I understand. Yeah. But, like, it never ramps up. No. It is just long and slow and long. Yeah. that That's it. It is not... Great. Um three pile drivers on Pitbull two. A chant of she's got herpes by the crowd. Uh ECW crowd, very creative. Yeah, they uh, are. She's a crack whore, she's got herpes. Um misogyny, very, very in vogue.
0: Very cool in the nineties. Very
1: very in vogue in the late nineties. Uh very it's very like a European thing. You know, you smoke one cigarette, you smoke two cigarettes, you have a ball of red wine. Uh, you know, cafe, go to a cafe go, and watch. cafe, go to bistro. Uh-huh. Just watch people
0: as we drink our coffee. Uh,
1: that's very just not late nineties ECW. Lunch is one cigarette. Uh-huh. And then there's, you know, she's a cracker chance. Uh, so uh, cool. Let's talk about Francine's outfit. Mm-hmm.
0: what do you think of Francine's outfit? Uh, it was barely an outfit. Uh-huh. Um, there, uh, the dress was very, um, mm-hmm. uh, translucent. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a word that we can use here. There uh she had assets mm-hmm. and um you were definitely able to uh see all of them. <laughs>
1: weird. Weird that my dad wouldn't let me watch ECW. Why? I don't know. Strange, I, don't, I, I don't, know. I don't Watching it. it now, how the fuck was that on TV? Uh it was on cable. It was. It definitely was and it was definitely on very late. Uh-huh. Um that was
0: that is a see-through dress that is just like here's a thong and a bra. Yeah. Oh, all, all it was was a sheer cover to a woman in a thong and bra. It's so strange, but you go back and watch this ECW stuff, and you go, "Wow, they really, uh, really hated women." I don't even know that it's hated women, but I don't know another way to describe it. They, yeah, uh, it definitely didn't put them up to the same standard that even. WCW or WWE or WF, uh-huh. sorry, at the time put them to. It, it's. It, it, they were a product there just to sell for shock value. And then Joey Styles talking about how,
1: like. Joey Styles on commentary was talking about how, like, she sucks dick.
0: Jesus Christ. <sighs> it's so. It's such a sign of the times. It, it is. It is shock jocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it is Howard Stern mm-hmm. influence just. Yep like, off-the-cuff, crazy offensive shit. Yep, and Which that is, is... that. That's it. That's the 90s. Uh, this match
1: finally picks up when Shane Douglas gets tossed to a table and then slows right back down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pitbull One, who has a broken neck, is sitting on the outside. He attacks Shane Douglas and is pulled off by cops, uh, except one cop who stays around at ringside, who's wearing a motorcycle helmet, you know, the way cops, cops do. do. <laughs> Boy, I wonder if he comes into play. Um, God guard, guardrail is used as a weapon for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, styles calling this match with energy is about the only thing that saved it.
0: Oh, absolutely. Because
1: after this, Shane Douglas hits Pitbull uh, pit Bull two with about everything, but the kitchen sink in order, brass knuckles, piece of a table, a chair, a ring bell, a piece of a table, the title belt. <laughs> and he didn't stay down two counts after everything. Mm-hmm. And the crowd didn't give a fuck. No, no, the, they the
0: didn't. crowd was
1: like exhausted. Yeah. But I guess that's I don't the blame point them. This there, there should have been one more match, and this
0: should have been cut in half. Mm-hmm. That's just how I feel. This is just as long as the uh, six-man tag match that we just called. It, it it is, and it's it's God, it's very
1: very long. Mm-hmm. Um, after the excuse me, one more time: brass knuckles, piece of a table, chair, mm-hmm. ring bell, piece of a table again, and a title belt. Shane Douglas wins with a belly to belly suplex. I don't know. <laughs> so, Shane Douglas wins. The Masked Man will be revealed. Here comes the Masked Man in a ravishing Rick Rude robe. And then he kisses Francine, and Francine, like, faints. Oh, no. And then pulls off the mask, and it's not Rick Rude.
0: Mm-mm. Uh,
1: they said who it was, but I didn't catch. Jerry Lee or something. Some
0: guy. I don't know. It doesn't matter.
1: Uh, yeah, I think it's the guy who chokeslammed Tommy Dreamer through, like, a bunch of tables off rafters. Um, But... Here comes the cop in the motorcycle helmet. He takes off the helmet, and it's Rick Rude. That was cool. That was cool. I love Rick Rude.
0: Rest in peace, Rick Rude. You're great. Oh, he's dead? Yeah. Oh, man. I didn't know that. (laughs) Well, there you go. Sorry, Rick. (sighs) Ravishing in death. (laughs) Uh, So that was a match.
1: Yep, that was the whole match. It was kind of not very good. Mm -mm. Uh, Raven promo. Raven is talking about how he's uh, the champion, and he's gonna beat whoever wins this match uh, to continue being champion. Makes sense. Okay, it was an okay promo. Yeah. Um, everything about him says, "Dude, you guys like uh, you guys like comic books in the '90s?" Hell yeah. Jillson and Nirvana, dude. Hell yeah, you guys like Pearl Jam too? Yeah. Fucking sick, dude. Eddie Vedder's like the shit. The shit. Uh, we get a Taz promo here with Bill Alfonso. Jeez. I fucking love Bill Alfonso and like his missing two teeth or whatever. His gross-ass He's mouth. he's like disgusting and great, and I. I love him because he's so, he, he is a rat fuck who just has like this whistle and uh-huh. screams and gets in the way and yeah. you just hate him. Just gross. And he's great. And then Taz has the line of the night of, um, Sabu, if I was you, I wouldn't be. So there
0: you go. Brian, think about it. Oh, I did. You Brian. Uh-huh. That's so, your mind blown out the back of your yeah. fucking head. Well, let's just, just remember that Taz isn't him. Yeah. <laughs> So he doesn't... And and
1: and and there you go. So there you go. <laughs> so I guess he's not So him. remember that. So there you, so there you have it. Uh Taz and Sabu, Taz gets in the ring and then where did Sabu come from? Here he is. Okay. <laughs> I think Sabu's legitimately crazy. It's oh, cool.
0: absolutely. Uh, I
1: really like the storytelling in this match, and we talked about it during the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taz is in control every time the match is in the ring. Mm-hmm. When it's outside of the ring, Sabu's in control. It's awesome. awesome. I thought that was very cool. Yes. Uh, Sabu double-jumping springboard palancha to, like, the outside. Fucking cool. Uh, Sabu is so unique in his offense. Yeah. And, and we're not going to sit here and tell you anything about Sabu that you don't already know. Mm-hmm. But when you watch this match... Just realize Taz is doing like this Matt Bates Matt based stuff and everything, and he's the one who's in control, he's taking a daily round and everything. When Sabu's in control, in spots where people would just
0: go over and kick someone while they're in the ground. Yeah. Sabu's doing springboard leg drops. Just that kind of stuff is what makes independent wrestling so much more fun to watch than your you know, jobber match on a raw yep, exactly. main event It's whatever. just,
1: it's so different and so cool. This match was really, really fun.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Nut belly to belly by Taz oh to uh to Sabu over the guardrail into the crowd. The fucking guard I rail. thought that was so fucking cool. Man. Man, that was awesome. Prop up a table. Team Taz props up a table on the outside. Uh. And I thought this was a really cool spot mm-hmm. where Taz is like going to the outside and like telling them like, no, move it over here. Move it over here. Mm-hmm. And then Sabu hits him from behind and like starts setting him up. Oh, and then Taz is going to hit the Northern Lights Tazplex, which is the best thing Joey Styles ever did, was just gimmick every fucking every move. Every single thing. Every suplex that Taz does is a Tazplex. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. He's going to go for a Northern Lights Tazplex. Oh, and then it's blocked. Oh, and then it's a Tornado DDT. But Sabu gets tor- tossed off in the middle of the Tornado DDT and just goes through a table.
0: Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, just... and I'm pretty sure at this point in the match... No, I'm definitely, like, he had already broken his nose. Oh, his nose was broken at, like, the beginning of the match. Yeah. Sabu's bleeding the whole match. In
1: case we didn't, we haven't talked about that. Sabu broke his nose within, like, the first four or five minutes of the match. Yeah. And just has
0: a broken nose the rest of the night. One of the, quote, cross faces that Joey Styles calls yep. breaks Sabu's nose.
1: Yep. Oh, it's fucking sick. It's so cool. Uh, Taz is, for some reason, selling a hurt shoulder, but I don't really know where that came from or what it was. Yeah. But it got to a point where I didn't know if he was hurt or not, mm-hmm. and Brian's like, no, he's selling. And I went, I don't. No, because he can't, he's like not moving it. And like, I feel like he's not selling a lot of the other moves. Right. It was really crazy. It, it, it was, but that's what we want. Yep, exactly. And, and that's, I told Brian, like, as we kept watching the match, I'm like, I don't know if he's really hurt or not. And that's the best fucking part. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a arm capture Tazplex, uh, then Taz locks, in, I'm sorry, Sabu locks in a Taz mission or at least tries to, <laughs> and then Taz just starts throwing him around the ring. He hits like seven suplexes in a row. I'm sorry, Tazplexes in a row. That's right. He locks in the Taz mission and Sabu passes out. Awesome! Oh, I thought this was such a cool finish to this match. Yeah. Sabu just k- kind of gets keeps getting dumped on his head mm-hmm. until he passes out.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Taz cuts a promo. Is this a Tazmo?
0: Yeah.
1: Gimmick. I mean, we gotta call the well, gimmick. I got, I got, so Taz-mo. Taz cuts a Tazmo. Uh, he says he's he respects Sabu. Uh, Sabu shakes his hand and lifts his arm, and then RVD comes in and attacks Taz.
0: Boo.
1: RVD is Sabu's tag team partner. Uh, Taz attacks RVD and then Sabu attacks Taz and RVD and Sabu just beat down Taz. They put him through a table. They walk into Taz Mission on him. Right. Bill Alfonso. He's gonna come in and help, right? He takes off his Taz shirt. No. He takes off his other Taz shirt. What? There's a Sabu shirt underneath. God damn it. He says, Taz, I taught you everything that I know. I wasted a year on you. I'm now in with these guys.
0: Uh... And then
1: RVD cuts a fucking awesome promo hey everybody who's not ecw uh you want to book me for your show you want to talk to my manager he knows my schedule just so you know i love working monday nights the crowd
0: wants him to die they boo him so (laughs) deep (laughs) it's great i want more of this rvd dude where did that come from where did that come from and where did it go I mean, I think what happened is RVD is such a off-the-cuff, loose cannon that when he is constrained, it is so regimented. Yep. It just sucks.
1: Uh, We get a special guest uh, commentator on this next match who really adds a lot. Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer just throwing in the wisdom left and right. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Tommy, for showing up. I forgot Tommy was on commentary until halfway through this match, until there were ladder spots, and I went, oh, fuck, he's up there. Yeah. Whoops. Uh. This match of Stevie Richards, Terry Funk and Sandman is really cool. The winner three gets an immediate dance. the uh, the winner gets an immediate title shot against Raven. Uh Sandman pre-match beer count. 3. 3. Thank you Sandman. Uh this match is crazy from go. Mm-hmm. It's just spot 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 crazy shit crazy shit crazy shit. Uh Sandman has a ladder and just fucking dumps it on uh, Stevie Richards. This is when I noticed Tommy Dreamer is saying nothing. 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 Uh, Sandman gets dumped uh, upside down onto a ladder, like gets tossed into it and does a flip. Uh, Terry Funk wears it like a helicopter propeller and starts beating people down with it. Uh, The diving seesaw ladder spot with Terry Funk and Sandman where Stevie Richards jumps onto it, like takes their heads off. Then, for some reason, Terry Funk and
0: uh, Sandman just beat the shit out of Stevie Richards for, like, five full minutes. At at this point, I mean, I don't know if it was uh, stipulated before the match or if it was understood, because we kept asking each other, is this a elimination I, match? I didn't, because typically three-way dances, I feel like, aren't yeah. in, in ECW, and this one was. Apparently. So, Stevie Richards
1: gets eliminated. Mm-hmm. Uh, they hit, like, spike pile drivers and shit on him. He's done. Yeah. Um, Next, we get uh we get Sandman against Terry Funk. Winner faces Raven in the title match. Sandman goes out and gets barbed wire covered in streamers, and then Ugh. Terry Funk takes him out, pulls his shirt over his head, and starts whipping him, whipping oh, his back man. with barbed wire, and it starts no, getting caught.
0: No, why? It was awesome. It was to holy the shit. It was. It was fucking crazy. Man,
1: Stevie Richards interrupts. They take him out. Funk hits a moonsault on Sandman. I mean, this guy's, what, 50 at this time? Yeah, he's like my dad's age. He's like 53. What the fuck? My dad's older than 53 now, I think. (sighs) Sorry, thinking about my dad now. Uh, Terry Funk hits like the sloppiest moonsault that rules. Yep. So now, Terry Funk, he's already a little beat up. He's got this, Tommy Dreamer starts going like, yeah, yeah, whoever wins this. Gotta face Raven. Raven comes in, he always has the upper card. Thanks, Tommy uh so now it's raven against terry funk raven comes in and just beats the shit out of terry funk hits him in the head with the title belt which busts up terry funk who cut wrong hey hey terry please stop please stop cutting please please relax hey dad it's okay man it's cool dad we love you hey you... dad no matter what we love you you're a good wrestler dad i love you stop i, pro- I promise please cut. it like he gets cut up so bad like medical people come out and like check on him, he's gashed.
0: Mm-hmm. He's fucked. It's it's like spewing with the the heartbeat. He's he's gigged, big dude. Yeah. He's gigged straight up. Uh Brian is
1: very mad about how unfair this match is. <laughs> We're sitting here watching it. It's 2015. We're watching this match and Brian goes, This is unfair. This is really unfair. It's hey just... hey Brian, yeah. They did it. I know. They did their job. It... <laughs> We're watching it in my living room and Brian keeps commenting about how unfair this match is. Why
0: would you start a match after one guy had a whole match and then then the other guy is fresh? It's so unfair. (laughs) How am I supposed to believe at all that Terry Funk is going to win?
1: Oh, man. Uh, Raven sets up a table on the outside and then just dives through Terry Funk through the table. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Um, A doctor comes out to check on Terry Funk. Raven just attacks the doctor. Yeah. Um... Raven has his nest, Raven's nest, who comes in. They beat the shit out of Terry Funk. Mm-hmm. Raven grabs a mic and taunts Tommy Dreamer, I'm going to end his career. I'm going to fucking kill him. I'm going to kill him right at your feet. Tommy Dreamer gets up and he's like, Yeah, you're going to, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Come get it, whatever. Big Dick Dudley returns. Boo. He hits Tommy Dreamer from behind with a trash can. Oh no.
0: What's going to happen?
1: He's going to chokeslam Tommy Dreamer through tables. He lifts him up. Tommy ah. Dreamer hits the low blow. Tommy Dreamer chokeslams Big Dick Dudley through, like, three tables. Off of, like, a 15-foot drop. It was awesome. Uh, Raven DDTs the ref. hmm Okay. Uh, this all happens before the Big Dick Dudley thing. Uh, Dreamer fights through the crowd, attacks, apparently, Raven's nest, and then, that, uh, like, gets into it with Raven. Mm-hmm. Raven goes for the even flow, gets tossed off. Tommy Dreamer comes back, hits a huge Dreamer DDT. Funk covers one, two, kick out. Oh, man, thought that was it. It's not. Small package. One, two, three. Terry Funk is the new champion. Hell yeah. Terry Funk, as Joey Styles, Terry, as Terry. Had a couple of these drinks, to you sweet me? Mm-hmm. As Joey Styles says, Terry Funk has realized his dream yeah. of being the ECW champion. That you know in the early dream. 80s when he, when he was wrestling Ric Flair for the NWA championship? Yeah, I His remember. dream was to be the ECW champion. Yeah, which was founded in 1993. Yeah, so think about it. Anyway, think about it. Think about it. Uh, Man, that brought us to the end of a really fun and cool
0: pay-per-view. I had a really good time watching this. Oh, yeah, me too. Did, did you like it? This was the first uh, ECW pay-per-view i had ever watched is that right that's right oh my god in the 90s i was so and i might have said this uh before on this podcast i was so wwe biased uh uh-huh. when i would watch anything else i just thought it was garbage yep uh i was wrong mm-hmm. and um this was honestly if i would have seen this when i was a kid i thought i think i would have loved it my dad didn't let me watch this i wonder why yeah holy shit man people are getting busted the fuck up
1: Hey, Brian, guess what? Mm-hmm. We're almost out of time. How? I, hey, man, when you get, like, honestly, this is how I feel. When you get this excited for wrestling, and this is cool wrestling because it's so different from what we're watching now, all I want to do is talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't have to watch the Usos do Uso,
0: a whole bunch of, boom. like,
1: do, like, regular Uso shit mm-hmm. that I just want to talk about how cool every match was. That six-man Japanese match was fucking insane.
0: Yeah. That, God, was, that, my, was, that was my match of the night. Yep,
1: I agree. Uh, yeah, I would think that's the match of the night. How would you rate this pay-per-view? 1 to 10. I would give it a 8, 8 and I, a half. I, w- I would say eight, 8, and a half. also. Yeah. The only drag, like, the second half of the pay-per-view is really slow.
0: Yeah, that, um, that's the thing. I wouldn't dig it for the quality. I wouldn't dig it for the audio. I wouldn't dig it for anything, mm-hmm. but it just slowed down after that really yep. hot start.
1: That that was, like, such a cool match. I don't know.
0: Oh, but we do have,
1: we have a bunch of emails uh, a bunch of people emailed us, Go Home Show at mega64.com, but we're just going to read a couple because we really don't have time and we want to keep this to an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's read, hey, you know what? Let's read lovable Bills. Bill is always emailing us every week. Uh, Bill didn't have a lot to say, so that's good uh, here because we don't have a lot of time. Mm-mm. Hey guys, not a whole lot for this pay-per-view. I really enjoyed it and I love seeing the great contrast of super production values that WWE has now with ECW back then. I think that's a really good... yeah. Like, it's quality in the wrestling versus quality in the production. Absolutely. And the quality in the wrestling is going to win every time
0: for me. For me, too. hmm And that's Stone Cold was saying during the uh, podcast. Yep. It's it's so... WWE is just produce, produce, produce. And yep. you know what? I respect it for its
1: production and everything. Nothing's ever going to top WWE when it comes to production. Nope. But, like, when you get wrestling like this, it's so good. Um He also says, also great to see Terry Funk show up in the main event of another (laughs) pay-per-view. That's (laughs) right. Matches like this are awesome and show just how much dedication Funk had to the business and just going for it. I agree. Terry Funk was a fucking maniac. This pay-per-view showed that having multiple main events isn't just a stupid thing WWE is doing now. I agree. Good Um, call. I don't know if I would, like, multiple main events is a thing that I think a lot of... You can't call it a main if there's more than one. Yeah, but I I think it's just a way to get people into seats. Get get an ass in that seat every 18 inches, Ryan. Exactly. That's that's the point. Tommy Dreamer took some guys out, but I guess the televised audience didn't need to see that. Thanks, guys. Look forward to hearing your thoughts and uh, the thoughts on others. Oh, that's cool. Here we go. Let's read one more. Let's read one more. Let's read one more. How about from Shane Coldchain? All right, Shane. All right. Uh, Hello, good brothers. I wanted to write for the first time and do a little review of Barely Legal. I love first time long times. So here is Shane's review. The Dudleys versus the Eliminators. Uh, I think the pacing was kind of awkward and uh, Saturn and Kronos' double team moves felt too forced. Maybe if they got through them a little quicker, they would have worked. I disagree. I I, I I can see what you mean. Yeah. But I thought for an opening bout, this was just like, hope you guys like spots. Yeah, that, and, that's and that's it, all it was. It set the mood, and I really had a good time with that. That four fifty splash at the end made up for every uh, made up for anything wrong with this match, anyways. I love watching John Cronus wrestle. He's always been one of my favorites in ECW. Four fifty out of a total one hundred. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rob Van Dam and Lance Storm. Can't really think of much to say besides this is a great match with spots. Where amb- Rob Van Dam throws a chair at Lance Storms, were uh, were deadly, almost as deadly as that rat tail. Three point five out of five. That was a great rat tail. It was. Hey guys, can we bring back the rat tail? The bleached mm, rat tail? Mm, 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 mm. I love Lance Storm because in ECW he had the rat tail and then he got Don Marie and then he cut the rat tail and I love Don Marie. Don Marie, I know you're listening to this. I love you. What are you up to? What up? What are you doing? You doing anything? Hit me up. Don Marie. Let's hang out. Let's just go. I'll take you nice. I'll take you on a nice date, maybe to Applebee's. <laughs> Brian, what happened? They got they got half price apps. That's right, after 9. Yeah, idiot. Uh, six man Japanese tag. This match was fucking borderline perfect. Absolutely, oh agree. I agree. Yeah, everyone gets spots in, and there isn't one guy who shines above others. It tells an awesome story, and I love the little touches like making one team BWO Japan or having a different referee. The different referee the thing The different was really referee
0: cool. was really cool. Uh, Te-
1: Terry Boy was uh, spot on the whole match. I think Dick Togo's. Uh, I love Dick Togo's high flying flips. Sasuke is vicious and doesn't waste any movement. Gran mm-hmm. Hamada mm-hmm. is a true veteran, and it really shows with his punches. That little Power Ranger-looking guy was perfect choice <laughs> to take all the heat from a BWO and who doesn't enjoy watching taco work. Damn it. I love this match and have loved it since uh, I was a kid renting ECW VHS at a video store. Hell That's yeah. fucking cool. Hell yeah. Uh, go back to rewatch this match over and over. 10 out of 10. Absolutely agree. Hey man, that's so cool that you were mm-hmm. renting that stuff. That's like, awesome. God, that's awesome. That
0: is awesome. Shane
1: Douglas versus Pimple 2. Shane Douglas could and should be something in the WWE. I've never liked him.
0: Yeah. I like I
1: you, know. you hey hey, Shane. I don't know much about him. You and I contrast on this. I've never liked Shane Douglas. Yep. His heel promo is some of the best ever. Oh, and Pitbull 2 has such a great look to him that he would have worked great as a member of the Ministry of Darkness in place of Midian. I agree, okay, but okay. I don't think he would have been in because of steroids. Yeah. That's that's a steroids dude. Yeah. Uh, cool back and forth I like the story of both men wanting to break the other's neck totally forgot about Rick Rude at the end three crack out of five <laughs> <laughs> hey you know what I like that you like this match yeah that's cool and this is why we want you guys to always write in go home yeah. to mega64.com even if it's about the wrestling that was happening the previous week when we have our regular shows and everything let us know what you think because I love I love opinions that contrast ours yeah always fun to hear because you go like oh you know what I didn't look at it that way mm-hmm. oh you know what other people do like him Absolutely. oh that's cool a lot of fun to hear from you guys. Uh, and definitely the most vocal on Twitter. Uh, Twitter's okay. at Go Home Show. Hit us up there. Uh, Sabu versus Taz. Brutal from beginning. Great match overall. It's always fun to watch Taz in his prime. Thank you for picking this pay-per-view and not something like Backlash, O2, or Insurrection. Eight suplexes out of ten. Good. Uh, Taz in WWE is so, like, watered down and, like, shackled, it's really sad. Yeah. Um, Stevie Richards against Terry Funk against Sandman. Jesus Christ, what was the theme song for the Funker? Hey, yeah, that was, like, really bad. All the ECW, like, redubbed themes are terrible. They're bad. They're really bad. Sounded like Terry was coming to the ring with some kind of smooth loving. (laughs) Kind of an awkward start, but that's what I expected from a three-way dance with Sandman. But once the ladder was booked into play, it picked right up and became a great three-way match. Seven Old Man ladder bumps out of ten. Raven versus Terry Funk. Terry Funk has been old forever. How is he still walking He's today after a match forever. like this? He has no knees. <laughs> Thanks for reading Coffee Hoot and Ratman Hoot. God damn it. Woo-hoo! God, I just read that. Fuck. I hope you two make it out to PWG show soon. Us too, Shane. We hope to yeah, see you there. Seriously. Oh, man. Brian, we did it. We did it. Another paper review, and we're only like five minutes over. Uh, another no. paper review, but after I do some editing, probably like three.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, another paper review in the bag. ECW, barely legal, 1997. Mm-hmm. If you date a girl who was born in the very beginning of 1997. She's barely legal. She's barely legal, brother. Woohoo! That's all I'm saying. And we're only 11 years older than... Fuck. God damn it. Fuck. You ever think about the finality of death and how it all creeps upon us? Every day. Oh, my God. Well, Brian. Yeah. We did it. ECW, barely legal, <laughs> 1997. We did it. What a great show! We had a great time. This is the point of paper review. To get into the vault... Watch some stuff. Get weird. Uh, This is about as weird as it gets. ECW's very first pay-per-view. No production quality. Zero. Great booking, though. Mm -hmm. A lot of fun. Cool promo work. Great matches. Fun. Fun, 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 fun. This is what I love about independent wrestling. All shoved into about two and a half hours. It's great. Pretty fun. Guys... Thank you so much. Sorry for the other people that uh, who wrote in and we didn't get to read your emails. We kind of ran out of time, which is what we do every week on The Go Home Show. That's what we do. But we do read every email, so thank you guys. We read your emails anyway. Email us, Go Home Show at Mega64.com. Hit us up on Twitter, at Go Home Show on Tumblr, the GoHomeShow.tumblr.com. And, of course, on Facebook, Facebook.com slash The Go Home Show. Brian, that wraps up another paper review. We'll be back next week with a regular show. Reviewing what's going on in the new year of WWE. NXT off to a hot start already. What's going to be happening in WWE after a great end to 2014? (laughs) Only time will tell. Brian, is there anything else you want to say to these people before we leave?
0: Can we end the show? Because I have to go pee. Welcome to the Go Pee Show. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Go.